Cha 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 <laughs> Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Me too. Daniel, are you worried or excited? I'm worried. Welcome, everyone, to Trailer Park Podcast. I am Nathan. He is Daniel. We are cousins. Tonight's show could possibly blow your mind. You have to be worried or you have to be excited. You have to choose a sign. Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. My lesbian radar is very strong. I take back everything I said earlier about puzzle pieces and vision. You can go fuck yourself. Wish you could hear the sound of my jaw dropping. Are you listening? Are you fair enough as a person that we should have even ground? For Christ's sake. <sighs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to Trailer Park Podcast. Trailer Park Podcast presents a Sad Sack Studios uh, presentation of the Upfronts 2016, the ABC edition. Daniel, are you up for the Upfronts tonight? Uh, Thank you, Nathan. Uh, Yes, I am feeling very up for the Upfronts. Coming up next. What is an Upfront, cousin? Uh, We have to do it for all the networks. Uh, Well, um, it gets looser and looser as as things go on. An Upfront is a presentation where the uh, network brings all the advertisers into a big auditorium and basically just jerks off and comes all over them, tells them all about uh, how great their shows are and why they're the Destination Network and why money should be spent with them and not the other guys, right? Yeah, it's where the marketing industry and the entertainment industry come together in a massive bukkake. (laughs) It's schmoozing, it's whoring, it's backdoor deals and shady side glances, shaking hands when it really doesn't mean anything it's it's smiling in someone's face and shaking their hand even though you know you're gonna spend your money with cbs already am i wrong right it's top hats and cigars and maniacal laughing and questionably 16 year old girls slowly going to their knees with sad looks in their eyes we're talking party (laughs) i feel like you and i are destined to be that guy which one that guy that is at that party yeah Who's totally devoid of all emotion, a complete sociopath, shaking hands and smiling at people, getting another drink, and not giving a rat's ass. In fact, you probably didn't even have an invitation. You just showed up. Yeah, you just showed up because you deserve to be there. Sure. (laughs) Where are we, Nathan? What are we doing? (laughs) Well... I I take it, you already dropped it. This is the ABC edition. That's right. Last year we had some interesting um interesting things going on. See what we do here folks is we give we give ratios. Explain to the audience what we do, Daniel. All right. Yeah, this this is something that we're just now coming to refine. Um although I you are going to go back and and show some of the ratios that we did for the last season of the Upfronts, correct Nathan? Oh, I'll be going through our our selections last year for ABC to see where we landed. Okay, great. Yeah, the ratios. So what we're what the ratios are? We take we make a prediction of the minimum amount of time that they will uh, have the show on, 
and then the maximum amount of, amount of time that, we, that they will allow the show to run. So we're going for minimum, maximum, how many seasons? Like, they're absolutely going to get a season, but then how many after that? Immediate cancellation, three, four? That's for us to predict. That's what we do. That's what we're good at. And for our own purposes, the the wider the ratio, the more risk you 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 take. So let's say I do a one two and Daniel does a one three. If it's canceled after two seasons, I win because I had the closer ratio. Right. Yeah. That's a little confusing the way you said it. That there is more risk with a wider ratio. Uh, say the name of the game is precision. So when you're casting a wide ratio, you're playing it safe. You're kind of being a pussy. Wah. Well, I guess what I mean is you're opening yourself up to failure. You're being a pussy. Right. Opening yeah. yourself up. Budding. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's get down to it. Uh, last year, we started with the Muppets, sort of a office camera style Muppets show. Both you and I, we sided together. We both went one, two. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. canceled after one season. Yeah, we saw it. We saw it. People did not react well to that. There was something off-putting about it. Yeah, I don't know. You went off on a diatribe in that episode about how you wanted it to succeed and how you thought people were ready for it, but you still went one, two, because you knew deep down it was going to fail. Yep. Uh, Quantico. You remember the young FBI agents training? The multicultural... Quantico. The multicultural FBI agents that are training, and um, you know we quipped that there was no bald, ugly guy that was trying out. It was always the beautiful people. Right, <laughs> yeah. They're so diverse, but no uggos. And and the bad guy from Mission Impossible 2 was their instructor, so obviously he was the bad guy in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, both of us went 1-1, and that motherfucker got renewed. <sighs> both of us said, no, that's garbage, and both of us took it up the ass. Yeah, those those will slip through. I mean, I used to sit slack-jawed when my dad would get excited about this television show that would come on that looked like it was had zero budget and it was about a cop whose license was revoked so she had to have a taxi driver around the different crime scenes and they were like a team it was unwatchable but there he was excited so <laughs> these things can succeed nathan and they are succeeding in fact the lead multicultural indian actress that was really racist <laughs> <laughs> was it i don't know i said multicultural before i said indian <laughs> anyway like we don't know anymore we're terrified we are white males we are terrified to say anything about race <laughs> exactly um her name is priyanka chopra and she uh, actually comes out she's the beginning of the abc upfront presentation she comes out she's one of their big stars because of quantico uh next up was the real o'neills do you remember the kid who was jewish but he was also gay and he was hiding it and like weird random shit started happening to him like jesus eating at his table. Oh, gay Jewish kid, a gay Irish Jewish kid that's hallucinating about Jesus. Yes. You remember that? I gave it a one, two. You gave it an unnecessary, and that motherfucker has been renewed. Oh, God. I didn't even want to look at it. Do you remember Wicked City? Um, it was a Las Vegas thing about a serial killer, and we were like, why is ABC doing this? Why are you trying to do an edgy serial killer show in Las Vegas when you know you can't go the distance? Right. Both of us were 0.51, and that motherfucker was canceled after three episodes. Oof. Ooh, that's like a .4. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I got to say, I mean, our whole ratio system, we've never seen anything but a .5 
as being the lowest or a zero, I guess you you could go zero. There are wasn't there a couple that like were just never aired. <laughs> I guess I, that would be like a zero, an absolute zero, a true zero. But zero slash one or zero slash zero point five would would encompass all of that, you know, minor few episode nonsense. Yeah, I say once we get into the decimal area, we could just sort of round up or down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the catch. Starring Murray Enos about the uh, financial accountant or the forensic accountant that got screwed over. You gave it a 1-3. I gave it a 2-4. It was renewed, completely recast. And the other, <laughs> she's no longer a forensic accountant in the new version of it. It's She's now a uh, private eye. I checked it out a little bit and we backed away. What, they rebooted it? Yeah, they recast the entire thing because two of the main actors bailed and they just decided to change the whole premise <laughs> and change up like the the concept is still the same where she gets fucked over by a guy she was like by her fiance basically but instead of it being like forensic accountant and having all her money stolen from her it's more like she's a, a part of this private detective firm and she gets defrauded or something i don't know it's all sounds boring <laughs> sounds like forensic accounting isn't that what that Ben Affleck movie is about? Isn't he a forensic accountant? Hey, hey, we'll get there, okay? You're, <laughs> you're talking about a future headliner. Don't want any opinions here. Um, how about Dr. Ken? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, whatever happened to that? Renewed. You went 1-3, I went 2-3. So if it goes 3, I'm more right than you because my ratio is closer. Right. Or we could both be wrong if it goes to 4. That's correct. And then I still would be closer because I had a, a smarter ratio. No, after that, it would just be blanket wrong. Uncle Buck, speaking of blanket wrong, <laughs> yeah. uh, we both went 0.5 slash 1. And yes, Uncle Buck was canceled after four weeks. Yeah, that thing was uh, bewildering. Yeah, there were some pretty brutal... <laughs> if you listen, if you go back to the 2015 edition of the Upfronts by Trailer Park Podcast, we... <laughs> We were really struggling with everything that they were trying to do. ABC's lineup looked like absolute dog shit. Yeah. Um, the family, that was that one with Joan Allen where, you know, her missing son shows up and then it's all of a sudden more about her running for governor than it is about the missing son showing up. And we made comments about how once the initial drama's over, it's over. You can't, you can't pop your top in the first few episodes because you can't get back to the same intensity. It's done. Yep, I remember that trailer. Yeah, we went 1-1, both of us, and it was canceled after one season. That is precision. Mm, laser. 1-1, canceled after one. Boom, done. How about of Kings and Prophets? Do you remember Daniel and the Lion's Den? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that looked like we were unsure because of the biblical thing and the whole Bible miniseries doing well. We chicken shit it out. We pussied out. We, we went wide ratio. Um, you went one four. I went two five. I I insulted you for price prices writing me and convinced you to come with me to two five. So you changed, but your initial was one four. And because it was canceled after two episodes. <laughs> I guess we'll have to call you the winner because you initially said one. Two episodes. 
We were so up in arms, we had no idea what to do. Because people are done with religion. I don't know. It was like edgy Bible religion, though. It was more about, like, let's show the David and Goliath fight and get edgy with it. And people don't want that. Yeah, that's great. I mean, look at what it did to James Kavitzel's career when he was slashed with metal hooks as Jesus. Nobody wanted to look at him ever again. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It is true. No, he went went dark for a while. Uh, Blood and Oil. Do you remember that? I think they just went with Oil as the main title. Uh, I think so. Yeah, 0.5, 0.5 from both of us. So with Don Johnson where his kid shows up and it felt like a primetime soap opera about oil. Yeah. Uh, canceled after 10 episodes. So we we lost because we, we both went to 0.5, 0.5. But was that, okay, yeah, that's right. Was 10 a complete season? Uh, I guess you could fight. We could fight for it. We could say we were close. All right, I'll go, okay, yeah, I'll go with that. All right. And then American Crime. Do you remember American Crime, Daniel? Mm, barely. It's tickling. Ah! Oh, yeah. Ah! Ah! Timothy Hutton in the bathroom crying. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, now it's all flooding back. This is the biggest pussy move ever done. Daniel's submission was 1-8. <laughs> Terrifying. I went with 3-5, and it has been renewed. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. (laughs) (laughs) But getting down to this year's upfronts, like I said, Priyanka Chopra of Quantico comes out and gets cryptic. Daniel with a message about the end of entertainment as we know it and grills various ABC primetime stars, discovering it all begins with ABC. She breaks into song after shedding her detective outfit for something more appropriately red, sparkly, and skimpy. Moments later, she explains of the performance in India, we always start important events with a dance party. So it made perfect sense. She says she is so proud to be part of a company that's such a pioneer in entertainment. And we get underway. And just so that you know, audience, Daniel has been given the ability by Sad Sack Studios to just call it quits on a trailer when he's done with it. So if you hear a buzzer, it's because Daniel's done and he already knows what his ratio is going to be, or he already knows what the show is, and he's satisfied and he's ready to move forward. Our first trailer tonight is called Designated Survivor, and it is the flagship entry by ABC. A low-level cabinet member is appointed president after a catastrophic attack kills everyone above him in the presidential line of succession. It is Kiefer Sutherland's return to TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it Designated Designated Survivor. Designated Survivor. Here we go. Hello? Hi, Daddy. Who is this? Your daughter? No, that's not possible. My daughter's asleep, and I know that because I kissed her goodnight almost two hours ago. When are you and Mommy coming home? There are times when we make history. It doesn't matter. You're going to be asleep by then, right? And there are times when history makes us. Good night, Daddy. Good night, little P. To <laughs> ensure you that the same American dream shared by our fathers, our mother. It's weird. Yeah. Ours just went black, too. Secretary, you need to put the phone down. Mike, what the hell is going on? I said put the phone Man. down. Mike, please, just tell us what you know. Capital's been attacked. Congress. Captain. Eagle is gone. Sir, you are now the President of the United States. 
This is the most devastating attack on our country since 9-11. Anyone claiming responsibility? Not yet. The guy's never been elected to anything. Did you know President Richmond fired him this morning? Now he's the president. Maybe he'll realize he has no business running the country? We're in a state of war. Tom Kirkman is not going to get us through this. What the hell am I doing here? I'm not the guy for this. Is Dad scared? Dad's not scared of anything. Do you really believe I should step down? I do. You may be right. But for now, I'm all you got. The world thinks it can test us right now. What do you want me to do, General? Declare war? There are different ways to show force. We are going to do this my way. If it doesn't work, we'll try yours. You're still on my side. I'm always on your side, Mr. President. Whoever did this is just getting started. Mr. President, you need to be stronger than you've ever been before. Mr. President, you're live five. I do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute the office of the President of the United States. So help me God. The trailer went the distance, but will Daniel... Daniel, what's your ratio for designated survivor? Um, I think just with the, the sort of juggernaut momentum that Kiefer Sutherland has his TV clout. I think you've got to start at two on this, right? Yeah, I I think the concept as well. The concept is interesting. I didn't, I, I mean, I, I've heard you say, I think the first time I mentioned this show to you, you said, yeah, yeah, we learned about that in school. And maybe as an American, you do learn about that strange rule called the designated survivor. And uh, yeah, everyone else I've talked to had no idea that this concept is real yeah it's it's, it's really strange it's uh because uh, there is because everyone knows that if the president dies that the vice president takes over but then no one really knows what happens if they both die <clears throat> and it begins with the speaker of the house is the first designated survivor and then there's and then it goes then there's each position in the cabinet the 12 positions all the different secretaries you know of state of the interior of the blah uh each one of those has a designated spot in the rank and so if the speaker is also dead then it goes to the one beyond him and then if so on all the way down the line and i always found that interesting it's also the reason why the president and the vice president are never in the same plane just so that the, the two of them can never be taken out together it's a weird fascinating thing and the gimmick i get is interesting but i kept waiting for like the other part of the plot to be exposed like oh there's this organization that's trying to take over i they didn't expose they didn't say anything about who actually did it or if there's a conspiracy happening or where's the rest of it like the concept is cool but then where's the plot I think you have to start at three because the, yeah, because you're right. He's got clout and the concept itself is going to carry the first season. The The whole terrorist angle, they're not going to have time to assess who should be president or to set up a new election, especially if the terrorism uh, plot is coming down on the presidency right after this attack. And that has to be resolved. And if it does get resolved to a certain extent where they can actually enter into a reelection, maybe he has believed in himself now and generated enough popularity with the with America for helping resolve and come through the situation to enter into the race and then it's about him getting reelected and then something else happens and you know 24 they just used to recycle every season a new terrorist attack thing that was going to take 24 hours to resolve and the same thing applies here except they'll you know 
terrorism thing, re-election, terrorism thing. I think that's your first three seasons, isn't it? Uh, it could go that, which is why I'm going to go with 2-4. I think it definitely gets 2 because the concept is interesting, but then uh, the concept will fade pretty quick after you're used to seeing Kiefer just walking around acting like the president. Then he's just then it's just a show about him being the president and handling terrorist attacks, which is not that interesting. So I don't think it will go the distance. 2-4. I'm going to shock everyone here. <laughs> All, all of the crew of, of Trailer Park Podcast presents a Sad Sack Studios presentation of the 2016 Upfronts, the ABC edition. I'm going to go 4-6. Four, 4-6. Six. Four, six. Designated Survivor. You tell me what else in ABC's lineup is going to have this merit. Oh, oh God. Well, are you foreshadowing? What do you know that I don't know about what we're about to watch? Nothing. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> that would be cheating. All right. 2-4 four, and 4-6. Four, we're like... we're. We're touching butts. Yeah, I didn't like the replay of last year's results. There was too much too much of us lining up to each other. And camaraderie's nice, and brotherly love is one thing, but I, yeah, it kind of made me sick inside a little bit. Well, you see, we don't have to be in conflict just for the sake of being in conflict. The game is accuracy, and you and I are accurate. Are you challenging my precision? Are you challenging I'm, my ability? I'm saying you don't need to sacrifice precision, bro, just to offer up a different ratio. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, bro? Okay, fuckface. Number two tonight is called Notorious. It follows the professional... What's that? Notorious. Yeah, sure. It follows the professional and personal relationship between a charismatic attorney and a powerhouse television producer as they attempt to control the media, the justice system, and ultimately... Each other. <laughs> Notorious. Here we go. We have a problem. I'm on it. Now it's a party. My boss is here. You have seven minutes. Sex in your office minutes before air. Not okay. Come on. I need you in the chair now. Billionaire flees a crime scene and his attorney happens to be a guest on our show tonight. Carmen is real. Two minutes to air. I'm about to go live. Go. We start with breaking news. She's the best news producer on TV. Julia George decides what the country cares about. She tells the world when to pay attention and what really matters. He's an infamous lawyer. This is just one giant misunderstanding. Don't let him off the hook. What kind of misunderstanding leads a client to evade law enforcement? How could you ambush me? It's breaking news. I'm doing my job. <laughs> that could not have gone better. I got to plant the seeds of doubt before the country rushed to judgment. I owe you. Are you kidding? We're the only network with live coverage. Every morning show will be running our clips. <laughs> They're best friends. You ready to do this? Who don't play by the rules. That went great. Even better than we rehearsed. I like to dance with other lawyers. I get all <laughs> Oh, God. I, got like, I, got, I was fumbling. It was a set, as soon as he said that don't like to play by the rules. I was like, I couldn't get to stop fast enough. What the fuck is that? What are, you, are they like manipulating the like current events to the nation? Oh my god. A propaganda god. think tank? What is that? Why are you even What is this? Yeah, Who would watch is... this? Is this a, is this something maybe this is like something that we just don't know. Is this like scandal? Is this No, it's like a South Park parody of Sports Night. It's gross. It's like she's the best news producer they've ever seen. He's a <laughs> smug quasi swarthy and handsome lawyer they get along and then manipulate the news like that is such a weird i'm gonna go 0.51 on this i'm gonna go zero zero point five 
you're thinking next year you're going to be like, this went three episodes before everyone puked in their mouth. This is garbage, and it deserves to be put where garbage belongs. <laughs> so let's move on and stop talking about Notorious. Uh, time After Time is next. The Adventures of Young H.G. Wells and His Time Machine. Previously, I mentioned to you on a previous uh, Upfront podcast, Daniel, that this season, three different networks are bringing a time travel show this is ABC's rendition. Oh, did we already hit up all three? No, the other one was called Timeless, and it was on NBC about that. Okay, CBS chose to avoid the time travel route yes, this year. CBS bowed out of the time travel competition. But okay. uh, this is, yeah, time after time. Time after time. Here we go. By now, you all know my obsession with time travel. Good Lord, Wells. You actually built the bloody thing. So where to? The past or the future? Well, the future, of course. I'm scared to try it out. Pardon me. Oh, I've known you for years. You write about life without actually living it, in your opinion. Imagine who you could be if you didn't live in fear. Mr. Wells? Scotland Yard is at the door. What is going on? The Ripper has struck. A woman was found in an alley near here. Where is Dr. Stevens? He left his bag. Surgeons, you scalpels, not butcher's knives. I believe my friend John is Jack the Ripper. He has escaped to the future, and I am the only one who can catch him. What are you in some play in the village somewhere? I can assure you, I'm not an actor. Right. You're H.G. Wells. Yes. You wrote the time machine. No, not yet. I haven't. He hasn't broken character once. It's pretty amazing. The other one was hotter. What other guy? Your little friend who popped out of the time machine in the same period get him. He wasn't nearly as polite, by the way. It is urgent that I find that man. He's killed many women in London, and now he's in New York. Maybe you should call the police. And tell them what? That the Ripper's escaped 1893 in my time machine and traveled to New York City, they'll think I'm mad. Do you mean Jack the Ripper? Yes. You seem so sane and so... Jack the Ripper and H.G. Wells running around after each other in Manhattan and Times Square. Oh, da bloody hell. Oh, bloody hell, Daniel. Do you think it'll last a season? I, uh, hmm. See, I, I, I want to say no, Nathan. God, no. But shows like this exist. Like, what are, let's think about some of the ones that we, that you would never think would, would do well, but did. What was that Sleepy Hollow television show that's on, like, what, season three or four? Yes, it that's did. Like, that's, the, that's a similar thing. It's like Ichabod Crane, like, in the future, like, viewing events of the past through paintings or some shit. Like, I don't know. It's very crazy, yeah. and it's filmed but, like a soap opera just like this. But that same precedence is elementary, where they take something and urbanize it. They don't actually transport the people into the future. You remember that movie with Hugh Jackman and Meg Ryan? Where Hugh Jackman is a guy from the past, and he comes to New York and hangs out with her, and he's a fish out of water, and blah blah blah. No, but I can I can see the movie in my head. Okay, well that's gonna be bird enlisted. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake! I already <laughs> I know it. I can already tell. Fish out of water. He gets in a he gets in a bunch of goofs. They that kind of movie. fall in love really quickly, but then they go through some sort of conflict that separates them, and then they come back together at the end, and it's all good. And he either stays there in the future with her, or she takes her, her back to the past with him for a sequel. It needs to be appreciated, and it's charming because it has solid 
performers and they have a lot of fun with it. This looks like it's taking itself too seriously and he's actually trying to hunt down Jack the Ripper. And what are you going to do? Chase Jack the Ripper around for, for multiple seasons? What are you going to do after you catch him? Yeah, and I, I, that's why I was for like a split or not a split second for a small portion of the beginning of this trailer i was actually a little bit excited because it looked cheesy but i was like oh that's cool if he's just gonna have like different time travel adventures every episode you know because the actual story of of the time machine is very bizarre he goes like hundreds of thousands of years into the future and it's all like weird and different might as well be star wars because it's so different like i would have them it would have been cool if they had done something like that and how easy hmm but yeah. instead, they just chose to go with the linear plot line of I go to chase my friend Jack the Ripper in future New York. And by all intents and purposes, Jack should just get out of the time machine and be instantly shot to death. Because just because you're cruel in the 1800s doesn't mean shit today. Yeah. And there's no Morlocks. There's no Eloins. There's no time machine. This is nonsense to me. I'm sorry, man. I'm going zero slash one. This is going to fail of the of the three time travel shows, I believe this one to be the weakest entry. Okay, if you're going, uh, I'll go one two then. You're going one two because you're trying to price us right upstage me. No, you're you're we're, playing for points. You're playing for points. You said we should be touching butts and not being on top of each other all the time. Who said anything about touching butts? Just <laughs> touching butts. You know, two four four six zero one one two. I'm touching butts. Okay, I never said I never said touching, and I never said butts. <laughs> But okay, I like it. So one, two, you're going one, two. I'm going zero, one, on time after time. And let's let's carry on. The next one is called Still Star Crossed, a period drama that picks up where the famous story of Romeo and Juliet leaves off, charting the treachery, palace intrigue, and ill-fated romances of the Montagues and Capulets in the wake of the young lovers' tragic fate. <laughs> Just opens on a grave digger <laughs> digging two graves. Ah, uh, star crossed. Still star crossed. Still star crossed. Here we go. Okay. I'm here. I love you. I love you. Shakespeare gave us Romeo and Juliet. This is madness. You don't approve of this union. I do not. Nor do I. And the legendary tale of forbidden love. Oh Lord, have pity on the souls of Romeo Montague and Juliet Capulet. But where this tragedy ends, an even greater story begins. The curse on the house of Montague! Verona is burning. We must have peace, no matter the cost. By royal decree, I, Aeschylus, royal prince, do herefore order the marriage of Rosalind Capulet and Benvolio Montague. Our city's survival depends upon it. You consented to marrying a Capulet maiden, but not this hoppy. And I never consented to all. Is this ABC, Nathan? This is like the CW. Um, no, this is, yeah. This is from the executive producers of... How do we how to get away with murder and scandal? This is, this has got uh, a little bit of once upon a time feel to it. I think this is a winner, or at least it's gonna be around. Uh, maybe 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 I'm not. Maybe the demographic is kind of all shifted a little bit for ABC or something. But these shows seem yeah. This seems like CW stuff to me. Just the feel or the cheap look of these shows and the weird I think, voiceover. I think last year. Give us Romeo and Juliet. Last year we made the uh, 
the appraisal that the showrunners or the executives at ABC were basically putting a a blindfold on and throwing darts at a board. And it feels like that might still be continuing. Like they were supposed to be redefining their identity and they're still trying to just build, you know, on on whatever foundation they were built building with on the scattered mess that they built last year well it's a it's abc's owned by disney right so you get all this marvel's agents of shield stuff and you know they started to think maybe we are a good network again right and now they've lured kate keeper sutherland and this still star cross despite your initial reaction i think this one has staying power it feels a bit um you know interracial uh, period piece with you know a little bit of uh, wrong tainted love involved Montagues versus Cat. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to say something bold here, and it's gonna possibly offend you. I'm gonna say a four or five. Four or five for this thing? I don't know. Maybe maybe this catches on with some cheap drama crowd, but this thing seems like it should be relegated to like a young adult novel or something. Isn't that where ideas like this sprout out? making sequels to yay old things um or even a play i guess it's being a play you know like wicked like let's follow one of the characters that we never follow this is i don't know four or five it's either bold it's either boldly dumb or genius um i want to go i'm gonna go two three safe safe i like it yeah i like it i'm going bold though because i really think that this has uh I don't know, this seems like one of those shows that that certain demographic of sappy women are going to fall for and it's going to have a an odd following. It's going to be a hit and uh, you're going to you're going to hate yourself. <laughs> think it's going to be a big hit with the gays, with the gays Nathan. <laughs> I don't use that term. That's insulting. <laughs> I'm using it for everything now. Like you and I were part of the whites. Well, There's no one say whites. Yeah, we need to somebody to get on top of that. Um yeah. So Jimmy Kimmel is ABC's go-to man for these upfront things, and he comes out and he makes a comment about uh, the industry's mania for millennials. He says, are we going to let these vaping, Snapchatting, music-stealing little fuckers determine how we do business? We are? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, completely kowtow to them? Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's do it. Okay, next one. American Housewife, a family comedy narrated by Katie, a strong-willed mother raising her flawed family in a wealthy town filled with perfect wives and their perfect offspring. Which one is this? Four or five? Five. All right. American Offspring. Here we go. Sex on a full stomach after midnight. You know, I love the way you look. I ate something weird. You feel different. Different how? Like a brand new bag of flour. It's my Spanx. What? Why? Well, if you do it right, it turns gut into boob. Why do a gut? Hey, 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 hey! And the cat, do not pee in the yard! Oh. The only reason we're in this hoity-toity town is because Westport has a great public school with special programs for our Anna Cats. Remember how Dr. Ellie taught you to do that thing with your fingers to relax yourself? Try that today. Okay, Mommy. Oh, God help her. My full-time job is to make sure one of my kids fits in more and two fit in less. Hey, that's my money! That's for my Roth IRA! I will not have you be one of these money-obsessed brats in this town. This is straight-up communism, and I'm stopping. I think that's a weird thing to say to a child. 
Well, I've got some news. Pam just put her house on the market. That Pam. And I'm going to be the second baddest housewife in Westport. There's nothing wrong with you. You're beautiful and amazing. And him, another woman around here fatter than me. Oh my God. Westport mommies. Flat stomachs, tight high asses, and those stupid green drinks. I will not have that in this house. Dad, I'll leave you to handle this. Okay, I'm just going to relocate these, I think. I know I shouldn't care what other people think. Yeah, a uh, sitcom. Is it a sitcom? It's pretty much a sitcom. I mean, we're... We're dealing with, I will say this, the the husband is thinner than the wife for once. Mm-hmm. That's the, something that we're not used to, something that I actually appreciate seeing. Um, other than that, uh, I don't know. What is this, like a slightly less than white collar Roseanne reboot? Yeah, I think she is kind of an up and comer. She was on Eastbound and Down and she's got some good spunk. She's got some good charisma. I think this is just kind of a vehicle for her to, I don't know, to see where she could take it, I guess. It's, um, I don't know. Because I, I kind of like her, and it looks like it could be fun, but I also just don't care at all. Like, I'm very yeah. I'm very disconnected from this trailer. I don't... I'm, it's the I'm, kids. Cause I like her, and I like the guy that, that that's her husband. I like him as well. Yeah, he's from the Drew Carey show. He's Drew Carey's buddy. Yeah, Drew Carey's buddy. He's also office base. You know, hey, Peter, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Peter! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. That's, I find that happens a lot lately with this new content is I find myself thinking, man, this makes me want to watch this instead or this makes me want to appreciate this other thing more because of how obviously, you know, falling short this this idea is. Yeah, it just, yeah, it does just fall into that like, okay, yeah, it looks like it might even be somewhat amusing but i just don't care (laughs) yeah i'm gonna throw it a bone i'm gonna say one two i'm gonna leave it at that Mm, one two damn that's a good one (laughs) um i guess i'll go two three then nice you're gonna price is right me again fucking bastard touching butts stop it we're not touching butts (laughs) god damn it (sighs) all right number six is called speechless a family with a special needs child is good at dealing with the challenges it faces and excellent at creating new ones. Speechless. Here we go. In three minutes, this 50% off breakfast coupon becomes a 0% off breakfast coupon. So buckle up. There is no way we can make it there in three minutes. Not her. Life's too short. Excuse me, there's no handicap placard on your car. I'm sorry, love, you were saying? He's all there upstairs and he's got a thing about staring. That's the finger. We're moving. Do you hear? I-T-It-S-U. Sucks. It sucks. This won't be the sixth school in two years. Because I found the perfect situation for your brother. It is a full-time aide, someone who's going to be by your side. A voice. Is my new voice guy cool? Well, it's a she and... JJ! Hello, sugar! I was thinking I'd call you J-Tizzy. Oh, yeah, don't do that. Let's go to school, shall we? Where's the wheelchair ramp? 
a garbage ramp? Not just a garbage ramp. No, it's a garbage in my sun ramp. It's acceptable alternate access. Empty bag of manure. Trash or person? Go. Uh, it's trash. Are you trash? Are you a person? You're a person, Dr. Miller. Of course you're a person. Oh, doctor. Oi, office. So I told that principal, I'm not staying anywhere that I'm not wanted. These people know who you are. What do you mean? They talked to some other school that you went off on. What, Lincoln? No. Woodbridge? No. El Medina? No. Whitman? Fountain Valley? Does the fact that this has taken so long tell you anything about your patterns? We should stay. I like the school. They have a planetarium with a girl in it who likes me. We can't stay just because you met some girl. No, of course not. It's something I want to. Who cares? I'm not going to apologize for taking care of your brother. He got the right mom. Yeah. He did. Go upstairs. There's no upstairs here. You go where your room is. You fight and fight to make sure JJ has a normal life. Maybe he's not the only one who deserves that. <sighs> There's mom's car. One of you should run with me and stop mom. One of you should stay with the van. Hmm. One more Daniel, I struggle with shows where it's just concept driven. And that's all that they've got for you. There's no event. There's nothing coming. Most of the shows that I end up enjoying are because there's something to look forward to. Something, um, you know, characters and moments are coming together and colliding in a, in a future event that you can see coming. And you're at least, or at least you're predicting that something is heading in a direction. This just seems like somebody pitched in a room. Let's do a family drama that involves, you know, somebody in a, in a wheelchair. And we'll make it fun and spunky and the mother will be overbearing. And, you know, they'll just have to get along in this new town together and learn how to live. Like, I, I don't know. It just feels like this is aimless and it's just going to spin around in a circle and try to make jokes about a guy in a wheelchair. Are, you, are, are we ready for handicap jokes? Are we ready? Well, this is like this whole lineup. It's going like uh, it's dealing with uh, interracial themes it's dealing with body issue themes. It's dealing with special needs themes. Like we're just hitting up all of the millennial topics of the day, one after another. Maybe he's right. Maybe they are going straight for the millennial. They're like, we don't care about budget. We don't care about consistency of, of product. We're just going to draw that millennial attention as hard as we can. And it does seem kind of aimless, but then other shows that are kind of aimless that pull off drama really well, like Parenthood. I always considered that show kind of aimless, but it, it executed. Um, yes, that show did execute. And sometimes it has to do with just the writing and the you know showrunner involved and, and, the, and the actors and, and the people involved that are drawn to the project. I only recognize Mini Driver, so I'm going to say that nobody else was attracted to this, and that's probably a comment on its on its writing and its production value? Yeah, it, it could be charming. Honestly, this trailer that you had is better than the one that they've been playing on TV. The one on TV, like, really amps up the comedy factor and focuses a lot on the sun in the wheelchair. These are hashtag shows. Yeah, and then they have, like, a little sort of graphic that they have, for like, for that they made for the show that has the title of the show and a little picture of all of them, and it's, like, weirdly offensive. It's, like, a, it's a mock-up of that famous drawing of of like a of like the evolution of man going from like the homo erectus to the modern day man and like slowly standing up it's like a, a mock-up of that but it but it goes like d de- it devolves into the sun in the wheelchair like it's very strange yeah i <laughs> like, picture i picture I, them like surrounding him with smiles and him in the middle going <laughs> it's just like so like it's like weird like someone's like oh this will look cool without actually thinking about how offensive it actually is to portray the picture in that way but whatever i don't know what do you think this thing actually looks like it has more clout 
than a lot of the other shows that we saw. I think it could get past one season, but it's not getting past two. And yeah, I'm going to have to go one, two. Well, in this case, we're going to go congruent butt touching. I'm also going to go one, two. Congruent butt touching? Yeah. Wow. Let's move on before we can digest that any further. Um, How about Downward Dog? A lonely dog navigates the complexity of 21st century relationships. Uh, What? Okay. Downward Dog? Downward Dog, number seven. Here we go. I base my whole day on Nan's schedule. She's like, oh, seven's the time for breakfast. I'm like, great. But then if it's actually like 7.30 or 8, I just don't feel very respected. It's a big day today, Martin. Say good luck, mama. Every morning, I see her get in her car. I love you, buddy. I don't think Nan has any idea how packed my days are. 14 hours of sleep, flying by water, deliveries, massive threats. But, you know, I get that it's fun to just drive around all day. I work 60 hours a week, and my boss thinks my name is Girl. What's up, Girl? Hey. What's up? Can can you look at this thing I was... Did not go well. I feel like I just get zero help. For instance, the cat. Not to be racist, but he's an emotional terrorist. (laughs) I was never the biggest fan of Nan having a boyfriend. Apparently, she's glad to toss me aside the moment you find someone else to play with. I'm like totally over it. No, 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 Martin! What did you do? Martin, why are you destroying my life? I'm just scared because it's so vulnerable to love somebody this much. To know that no matter what they do or how mad you get, you will always come running back to them. I literally can't quit her. My dog destroyed the presentation. It's starting to get weird. Maybe just the way the music kicked in there made me feel like the the end of the, or the finale of this show would be her fucking her dog. <laughs> Wilfred has taught me that you need to turn the animal into a human. Yeah, you can't. This the the computer mouth moving. I mean, they kept it subtle, but it's still it's still that. It's still not the way you should be doing it. Either do what you were just saying, go the Wilfred route and just be absurd about it, or, I don't know, just speak as if it's in her monologue. Why does the mouth have to move? Mm-hmm. It's just as crazy to hear a dog's thoughts as to hear a dog talking. Talking right? animals. Talking animals. I guess because you can't do that, like, mockumentary, you know, camera aside thing that they're doing. Talking animals. <sighs> nope. I don't know. Zero one. Talking animals. Yeah, this is zero one for sure. Mm-hmm. I'll give it up. I'll give it a point. Mm, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll be the nicer one. I'll go point five one. <laughs> Just so that even though we're in the womb together, we can still be touching butts. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. And, no. Uh, talking animals. Zero one or zero point five one. However you want to touch butts. Um, yeah. uh, another thicker leading lady. She's actually from Fargo season one. And she was really good in Fargo season one. Have you seen Fargo? I the TV yep. show. Uh, yeah. uh, so they're letting have her have like another show. Fargo TV series burden list. Okay. <clears throat> Number eight. Imaginary Mary. Imaginary Mary, Daniel. Imaginary Mary. 
a workaholic adult woman's imaginary friend from childhood comes back to her, but it ends up being more of a troublemaker than a great companion. Oh, it's Drop Dead Fred the TV show. Basically. Here we go. Stay. I need attention. Guys, 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 I'm dating a lady! Her name is Alice, and she's cool and funny and sexy, which is not something you tell your children. The point is, you're really going to like her. I get it. You're meeting my kids. It's scary. Scared of kids? I don't even hide when people bring them in here anymore. I mean, I close my door, but that's just because I have a bowl of candy, and it's kind of like, it's my candy. Game plan. Where should we all meet? Hi! What the? What's wrong? Nothing. I just thought I saw someone I used to know. You mean like an ex? I'm gonna look. Can I look? I'm looking. Holy crap, he is beautiful. I know we used to talk stuff out when I was little. You're gonna be fierce and independent, and you will never rely on any boy or girl. What Your haircut makes things confusing. Thing? We had a deal. No marriage, no kids. Ben is a dad. That means if you're with him, you are gonna be a mom. Dad, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. And someday, you're gonna be in a wedding, and they're gonna play the Macarena, and you're gonna be all like, I am a mom, and I do the Macarena. Where is my minivan? Oh, I'll find it later. I have this folder marked math homework, but it's just boobs. I don't do Manny's petty shopping. Daddy, look! Oh, careful, that's a vintage Les Paul. What is this thing now? <gasps> Please don't hate me. Oh! She paused. She hates me. I can't do this. You want us to go? Thanks, we're great with Ben. And then you came along and ruined everything. Oh. Alice. I won't do to your kids what my parents did to me. So. <laughs> What? Over? Just <laughs> that. What? What is that? What is that? What is happening right now in front of my face? Oh, so proud to be a part of this network. It's just breaking down walls in the fuzzy. What is that? A, a thimble? If you put fur on a thimble, would you get close? Is that her imaginary Mary? That thing was horrifying and weird, like a like a like a ball sack and a pillow made love and then they put a mouth on it it's just shapes shapes and colors it's just nonsense it's like terrible cgi and you can just see whenever she's in a scene with her imaginary friend she's just staring off at nothing because nothing is there and they haven't set up the eyeline right and what are you doing jenna elfman talking to a a furry thimble i was actually like excited to see her i kind of like jenna elfman so she gets a bad rap for being Dharma, but oh, not the right direction to go at all. It would have been even ten times better if they had used an actual like puppet of something, something real. <laughs> you, want, you want to just here? I'll go zero point five one. You go. I'll go zero zero point five. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. A little butt touching. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Please, everyone, do yourself a favor. Go watch the trailer for Imaginary Mary and just try to describe what Mary is. That could be a game. And then imagine all the plastered fake smiles at the upfronts after the conclusion of that trailer. But they're not punctuating on any humor in there at all. They're just the fucking furry strange thing is actually saying like, hey, you need to feel better. Don't worry. You'll get along with his kids. Blah, blah, blah. Like, what are you talking? Oh, here's a semi-empty joke about you aging. (laughs) This show could actually be something or this concept could be amusing if the imaginary friend showed up and was highly inappropriate or caused a lot of comedic hoopla or sinister 
Yes. Like is constantly trying to kill yes. everyone she loves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vindictive. Like jealous. Yes. Oh, dude. Yeah. They missed a huge missed opportunity. Yeah. 0. 0.51, 0, 0. 0.5. Perfect. Yeah. Because they missed an opportunity with that. Okay. Uh-huh. Last last one, Daniel. Thank God that wasn't the last one. Last one's called Conviction. So a brilliant young attorney mm. who is also the daughter of a former U.S. president is blackmailed to head up L.A.'s new Conviction Integrity Unit. She and her team investigate cases where people may have been wrongly convicted. This stars Haley Atwell, who um, I think your dad was a fan of the Marvel show where she was um, the main girl. Agent Carter? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they canceled Agent Carter and they recycled Haley Atwell into this show. Convicted colon V I U C I U C I U yeah criminal crimin- Con- conviction integrity unit is that what it was they said victim integrity unit okay conviction here we go come to gloat got an offer I heard your university board has you on probation. Something about sleeping with a student? Students. This could crush your mom's Senate race and put you at the center of another family crisis. Or I can make it all go away. The director of my citywide Conviction Integrity Unit is also our country's former first daughter. Ladies and gentlemen, Hayes Morrison. You get five days. For each case? You've got a team. The people I pick. Sorry, they're already hired. I pick the cases. Fine. From this first one, give me a happy ending. First, funny story. Last night, I was busted for cocaine possession. Wallace dropped the charges in exchange for me taking this job. Working these pointless cases with you people, that's my prison. A win now, while everyone's watching, means freedom later. Most importantly, freedom for me to consult from the beach in Hawaii while you guys tackle hard cases. What the hell? Well, like you didn't see the paparazzi shots of me in that new beach in Belize. Best way to pop out cherry is to get a good guy out of prison. Give Wallace his happy ending. Prison is full of good-looking black poster boys. Can I help you? That good-looking black poster boy? He's my son. Odell Dwyer, life sentence for offing his girlfriend, Anna Ramos. I didn't kill Anna. I loved her. You gotta get me out. We spent the last two hours going in circles. Somebody needs to lead this team. Knock yourself out. Go be the boss. Boss. Oh, I shit. hate this job. Fire me. No. What about now? Go do your damn job. We can get a warrant for the contents of those boxes. Mm-hmm. Go do your damn job. But first, have coked up sex with me. <laughs> ah! 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 <clears throat> okay. I don't know. That one's weird. She is definitely entertaining. She's got like a sort of charm to her. The rest of the show, I don't know. Yeah, there's uh, just the the word I used before we started the trailer, recycling her. That's it's almost like maybe she was signed to a multi-show deal and they just needed to plug her in somewhere. It could be like her. She's like just not even playing a character. She just doesn't give a fuck about this show at all. So she's just doing drugs and <laughs> ignoring everyone. Well, until her new actual show comes along. No, there has to be character transformation. So she starts off as the bad girl, which she doesn't come across as. She comes across as incredibly competent and wholesome. And watching her do coke is just off-putting because it just doesn't seem like who she is. She's strong, independent, 
wholesome. That's who she is. Yeah, they're kind of making her like the James Spader in Boston Legal in this show. Yeah, yeah. she's going to transform into who she really is, and that's the person that cares about getting people off, and that's... I don't think they need this character transformation part. I think that this show will have success with her being the leader of this unit, and it'll be the strength of the writing about each wrongful conviction in each episode, right? Yeah, but if ABC really wanted to round out their millennial-themed smorgasbord of of shows that they've brought to the table, then they would have it be that she actually transitions fully into a man, and this becomes like a transgender-themed show set on the background of this justice team, then we've got transgender issues thrown into the mix and we've got every millennial, every social justice warrior glued to ABC. Hashtag conviction. Hashtag CIU. Hashtag two slash three. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go one, two on this. You fucking butt-touching son of a bitch. I don't think enough people care. And then, go, please, I loved her. Oh, that was terrible. I didn't kill her. Get me out of here. Yeah. Go be a boss. Yeah, Yeah. there's a lot of uh, moments that you know were written to be dramatic and are just flung to the side with who gives a shit. (laughs) It's got Buddy from CSI New York in there, though. Yeah. Which means your dad now has CSI New York guy and Haley Atwell from Agent Carter. This smells like uh, like dad might be watching some ABC. Yeah, he'll probably, he will probably might check it out. He might bump into that second season. Also, that same guy, is he, he plays the U.S. goalie in Miracle, which is on your burden list. There you go. Fun, fun fact. Fun facts. And that brings us to a close, ladies and gentlemen. The... Trailer Park Podcast presents a Sandstack Studios presentation of the Upfronts 2016, the ABC edition. Daniel, did this year's ABC Upfront do better or worse than last year? I feel better. I feel it was better. Yeah, I think it's marginally better. They're still just, I don't know, either aimless or, no, that, that that's what it is. It's just aimlessly pandering. Yeah, yeah they're all in, in a room, uncomfortably laughing, hysterically, thinking... At any moment, they're all going to get fired. Yeah. They're like, all right, talking animals. Um, interracial couple? Yeah, put two checks next to that? Okay, great. What about special needs issues? Perfect. Bunch it up. Put it together in a block. No. Then, yeah, then the guy, the James Spader of the moment, comes in and just says, guys, guys, it's okay. Guys, you saw what happened last year. We're playing with house money. Okay, we can't do worse than last year. Yeah, it's there's nowhere to go but up. Nowhere to go but up, exactly. And you already saw that we're leading with our neuter 24. You saw that, right? Yeah, fuck it. Sure. It looks like, what? Fur, it looks like a furry thimble, but it also looks like you could hug it. Why not? It's going to be like Hero 6. That one's for the kids. You want to go back and change your still star-crossed ratio, don't you? What was it? I think you gave it like a 1-2 or a 2-3 maybe. I gave it a 4 Four or six or something ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, who who knows what's gonna happen? Will, will ABC even be here for next year's upfront? <laughs> <laughs> yes, just for designated survivor. Yeah, I'm gonna cling to that for dear life. No, oh, knowing I, our knowing our luck though, N- N- Notorious will probably get like three seasons, and that imaginary Mary bullshit will just keep going, laughing at our faces. Yeah, renewed again. You'll bring it. You'll bring it up for all the upfronts that we do for the next like five years. <laughs> awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know where to go. Uh, www. Oh, www. 
has uh, everything. It's the Umbrella Network. You can look at all of our podcasts there. You can also go to trailerpropodcast.com directly and check out all of the uh, amazing shit that we do. It's quite wonderful. You can send us an email, trailerparkpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at tparkpodcast. Follow Daniel at 100lunatics. Yeah, join us next time. The Fox edition, the fourth and final of the 2016 version of the Upfront series.